What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. So today I wanted to speak about, oh, well, first before I begin, before I jump in, pardon me, I just want to say welcome. Welcome to my constant listeners, to my semi-constant listeners, and to my new listeners. Welcome, welcome to Manic State of Mind. We talk about all things mental health and mental illness. So if you have a family member who deals with mental illness or if you deal with mental illness yourself, then this podcast is for you. And I just want to say welcome and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please rate it, review it, leave me a review. Let me know what you think. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow me at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. I post content about what I'm speaking about on the podcast. So if you're interested in that, I do a little behind the scenes sometimes. I give you updates, just basic stuff. If you're interested, please follow me on Instagram and welcome to the show. So today's episode is a little bit different. Today's episode is different because I am going off of my notes. Well, I'm not using notes for this episode because I was going to write an episode about seasonal affective disorder, but reading articles about seasonal depression was so depressing that I had to stop and I was like you know what I'm just going to be genuine and real with my audience today and I can't I can't write about this I just want to speak about my experience with seasonal affective disorder seasonal depression now I don't know if I technically have sad I think I do uh, because you know, it's just self-diagnosable pretty much. And I don't really want to go into what it is, but basically some people get depressed in the winter, some people get depressed in the summer, and that's seasonal affective disorder. And it can affect people in different ways. A lot of people use or are treated for seasonal affective disorder in the winter with light boxes, with medication, with counseling, and in the summer they do similar things. So if you are someone who gets depressed during certain seasons of the year, this episode is for you because I'm going to speak about my experience, what I've learned, and how I cope. And maybe you can learn something from that. So my, I just want to break down for you how my moods go during the year. Okay, January through March, I'm depressed. Uh, April through until July, I'm hypomanic. August, I'm depressed. September through November, I'm hypomanic. And then December, I'm depressed again. So it's really uh, important. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I want you as the listener to just take a minute and kind of think about your year. Think about the moods you go through in a year. And I know maybe it affects me more because I have a mood disorder. So obviously I'm going to like go through more extreme moods. Yes. But I think knowing your cycle of moods is important if you have any type of mental illness because this can help you track your behavior and it can help you, you know, improve your life basically and figure out what you need at different times of the year. So I think it's important to know your cycles, know when you're more depressed, know when you're more manic or when you're more happy for, you know, regular folk. Um, So that's what I do. And I found that this time of year, January and February, I don't know why I said January, um, January and February are extremely difficult for me because I'm I'm honestly just at the lowest point because December 
is so rough for me. December's so depressing. And I I know maybe that's not a popular opinion. I speak about it on Handling the Holidays, which is, I, I don't know what episode that is, but it's an episode I did in December. Um, so if you're interested to hear more about that, listen to Handling the Holidays. Um, anyway, I I do get really depressed during this time of year. And so I wanted to speak about the ways I've been coping with it and how I've been managing it. And honestly, I didn't even realize realize I was depressed until yesterday. I was like, wow, I've just felt so sad and tired for so long. I am depressed. And it's kind of disheartening to realize that. I think for me, a lot of times I will fight that off. Like I will fight off the depression till the very last second. And I just don't want to admit to myself that I am depressed. So I just continue and continue and push myself until I just have to admit, okay, depression, you win. You're in my life right now. And it can be difficult. You know, it can be really difficult. Depression for me just feels like this fog that comes in like this dark cloud. And it just surrounds my whole life and it skews my perception of things. And it causes me to feel really heavy and really sad and really unmotivated and just losing the will to live. And before we get too deep into this, I just want to mention that I may speak about suicide briefly. I may speak about substance abuse briefly. So if these things trigger you, just be aware of that as we continue forward with this episode. Um, so I want to speak about the healthy ways I cope first because I do not want to encourage people to cope in an unhealthy way and you have to find what works for you. But Honestly, the healthiest thing I can do for myself when I'm depressed is keep my area clean. I know this, you know, may sound a little weird, but I think it's really important to keep a clean and neat space for yourself so that you don't feel worse. I know during this past week, for example, during this past week, I worked five days this week and on I just let my apartment get so messy and it was just so depressing to come home every day to a messy, dirty apartment. It just made me feel worse about everything. It made me feel even more discouraged because I'm like, ugh, I I leave work and then I come home and I have to clean and it just made me feel overwhelmed. And honestly, at work, I clean and I make food all day. So the last thing I feel like doing when I come home is cleaning and make food, making food. So like I didn't get groceries for a while. I was just like really in a bad spot. And finally yesterday I was like, bro, I'm depressed. I admitted it to myself and I got off work and I was like, you know what? I'm going to reroute my life. And this is something that is important, especially, And I mean, I don't know. I think it can happen anytime that you're depressed is just taking a moment and being like, you know what? I'm changing my, my perspective or I'm changing my environment to make it healthier so that even though I don't feel great, like at least my house is clean. At least I have groceries, you know, this is how it worked for me. And so I was like, you know what? F it. I'm going to the grocery store and I'm buying some nice groceries, whatever I want. And then I'm going to come home and I'm going to, you know, start cleaning and start getting my shit together. And honestly, just buying groceries for myself just made me feel really good and really happy because it's like now when I go into the fridge, I'm not hungry. You know, I'm not just eating crappy food that doesn't that isn't healthy and that doesn't make me feel good. And so it's just these simple things, these simple acts of self-care can be so essential when you're dealing with depression. It's just these acts of just doing simple things for yourself that you're going to thank yourself for later. 
one of the things, one of the tools that has really helped me on my self-improvement journey, not that I believe in self-improvement, which, you know, I want to get into that in a future episode about how I think self-improvement is a scam. But, you know, something that's helped me become a better person is what I should say, is just thinking, what can I do now that my future self will thank me for? How can I help my future self in this moment? And so for me, yesterday I said, okay, how can I help my future self? If I buy groceries now and if I start doing laundry now, then I won't have to do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow I can spend more time doing the things I want to do, like my podcast. And so it's just really important to prioritize your time. And when you are depressed, I understand that this can be difficult. The last thing you want to do is plan. The last thing you want to do is prepare. The last thing you want to do is anything. Because when I'm depressed... All I want to do is lay around and watch Netflix and eat uh, shrimp. And I'm just saying shrimp because I bought some shrimp and I just like never eat shrimp. So it was just weird for me. But anyway, that's all I want to do when I'm depressed. So I kind of understand that feeling of like, ugh, unmotivated. Like I couldn't bear the thought of getting up and making my bed right now. But this kind of simple stuff can really actually affect your mood for the better. I'm telling you. So it's just simple things like making sure your apartment or your space, your room is clean, making sure you have good food to eat, making sure that you're taking care of yourself, you're taking showers, you're, you're doing your skin care, you're taking a luxurious bath to soothe you, you know, just simple things that make your life a little better. This stuff is essential when you're going through depression, even though it's the last things you want to do. And that's the hard part about depression is sometimes when you are feeling that low, when you're feeling that sadness, that heaviness, that weighted blanket over your shoulders, you are, you, you are frozen in a sense. You feel like, oh, I just can't move forward. I'm stuck. I'm in this trap. I'm in this cycle. I don't know how to get out. And it all starts with you. If you make a choice to improve something in your immediate environment, this can really help you cope with your depression. Because even though you know, oh, well, you know, I feel sad, but at least my apartment is clean. At least I have groceries. At least I'm taking care of myself. At least I took a shower and I look good today. You know, simple self-care is really essential. It's really essential. And That's what I wanted to say today about depression. And I also wanted to talk about unhealthy coping mechanisms and maybe how to cope with your coping mechanisms. Because I've been having an interesting time where I maybe make choices that aren't the best for my health. And this is just along the lines of alcohol and drug use. So I am going to get into substance use, not um, not too much abuse, but use and I have mixed feelings about substances. You know, sometimes I feel like, oh, it's bad for you to drink or do drugs. It's bad for your body. You shouldn't do it. You know, it's not good. And then more often I feel like, oh, you know what? You're human. I'm human. I make mistakes. If this is one thing that helps me feel better sometimes, then I don't feel ashamed for doing that. And... You know, so I go back and forth between these two phases and I go through phases with substances like I'll go through months when I'm sober and then I'll, you know, use again and I just have an on and off relationship with them because it's just complicated for me and sometimes I don't feel like it's the best choice for me to make and so I avoid it. But I don't 
consider myself to have a problem anymore. There was a time when I was using drugs too much and to the point where I had stopped taking my regular medication for my bipolar disorder and I was just smoking weed and then I became manic so after that I took a big break from weed and I kind of it kind of just like reset my system in a good way so I just think it's really important to be mindful especially when you are depressed because sometimes you want to numb yourself from the negative emotions that you feel or from the lack of emotions that you feel you want to maybe feel something again and that could cause you to want to drink or do drugs but I want you to know if you are tempted in that area and if you do choose those things it doesn't make you a bad person it's just important to be aware and to be mindful of when it is becoming a problem and when you need to seek help and I don't think people who do drugs and alcohol are bad at all I don't think that means that they're not a functional member of society I don't agree with that rhetoric I just think you need to be aware of you know what you're doing and how it's affecting you and you need to be aware of the choices you make and everybody has free will they have free will to choose what they want to choose but as long as you're making the right choice for you and you feel healthy and you feel secure that's all that matters so I don't want to discourage people you know I don't want to discourage or encourage I just want people to be aware of my journey and what works for me so I do at this time I do use drugs occasionally and you know it's something that I've thought a lot about and I've really considered and for me as long as I'm open with my psychiatrist and my therapist about what I'm doing and as long as I have the okay from them and as long as they're not telling me that they're concerned you know then I feel comfortable using and I feel comfortable where I am and this is something that can be helpful it can be used as a medication as a medicine to improve your mood so I don't think it's the worst thing to do but that's those are some of the ways I've been coping with my depression and honestly the thing that gets me through with the substance abuse is I just have to have a healthy environment in order for me to use you know substances for example if I'm going to drink I have to plan ahead. I have to make sure I'm fully hydrated. I make sure my area is clean, that I don't need to be doing any chores, that I'm not going to need to go anywhere after I have a drink, and that I'm in a safe environment and that my cat is fed. Everything's good. Everything's all taken care of. So then I can enjoy myself and not worry about all these external things. It's just simple steps like that that make me feel like I'm being healthy and I'm choosing the right thing for me. And so I don't want people to feel guilty if they do drugs or drink because I don't think it's the worst thing as long as you're in a healthy space and you have a healthy attitude and you're, you know, helping your body. Um, so that's why I always make sure I'm drinking plenty of water before I drink and, and I make sure I don't have to go anywhere, leave my house or drive at all, you know, afterwards. So it's just really important to take those precautions and make sure you're in a healthy space before you choose to use substances. That's all I got to say about that. And, you know, I'm so thankful. I feel like I'm in a good place with my substance use and I feel like, I have become better and more mature in that area of my life. Because I think when we're young, and I'm 23, 
I'm 23. I started using when I was 19. So, you know, when you're 19, 18, 19, 20, 21, this is a time where you are kind of experimenting with different stuff, especially if you're someone who is more inclined to drink or do drugs. You are going to experience a lot of different things and you have that desire. You want to go out of your comfort zone. You want to rebel a lot of times. And so it's totally normal to go through those kind of things at that age, at any age, anyway, honestly, you know, so I think it's just important to be aware. And if you do have a problem, seek help and find out how to get that. There are so many support groups. There are so many online choices. There are surveys you can take. There are quizzes you can take. There's a lot of different resources and maybe I'll link some in the description below and you can call hotlines. You can get a lot of help with this stuff. So if you are struggling with substance abuse, just don't worry. It'll be okay. Find a way to reach out to somebody who can help and you'll be fine. It'll all work out. So that's what I want to say about that. I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, that's all I have to say. And I feel comfortable where I am now. I feel really secure. I feel like I'm in a good space and I want to embrace who I am as a multidimensional person, as somebody who has many sides, who does many different things. And I feel good because I'm taking my medication and I'm on a good schedule and I'm being healthy. So yeah, so I feel really good. (laughs) It's funny how I started this episode and I felt super depressed, but just talking about my issues helps me feel better. So that is another point I want to make talking about your issues. Now, if you're somebody like me who's an introvert, who doesn't have a close circle, you know, I don't have people I talk to every day, people I can confide in. Um, I'm pretty much close with my family and that's it. Just because I went through a major life change and I lost a bunch of friends and, you know, I don't feel comfortable telling my business to a lot of people, which is ironic because here I am on the internet telling a bunch of people my business, but it's less scary because I'm not in front of people. So anyway, so if you're an introvert like me, talking about your feelings can be hard to do. It can be difficult to find an occasion to talk about your feelings. So one of the ways I wanted to share with you something that I do, which is very, (laughs) it's extremely funny that I'm sharing this, but I just wanted to let you guys know, this is what works for me. Whenever I feel like I need to talk it out, because some people even though I'm introverted, I still am a talkative person. I still have to vocalize because I'm an auditory listener. I'm an auditory learner. I have to vocalize my feelings in order to process them. So a lot of times what this looks like for me is just sitting in front of the mirror and talking it out with myself. I have a camera because I am, I make videos sometimes and I will record myself just talking about my feelings and I never watch these videos over again I just record it in order to let it out express it and then I have it and then I can delete it later if I need to or watch it if I need to but just talking it out is so essential for me and I think it is for a lot of people so if you're one of those kind of people if you're if you're yeah if you're one of those kind of people who needs to express their feelings in a vocal manner Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed to just talk it out in the mirror or just talk it out loud to yourself or just make a podcast and record it and then have people listen to you and judge you. That's another way you can express yourself. It's just really important to let those feelings out. If you're a writer, you can write those feelings out. It's just essential. I know when I get depressed, I don't feel super creative and I don't feel super... 
I don't know, super jazzed up about life. A lot of times when I'm hypomanic, I feel super creative and I'm like in the zone. I'm writing all the time. I'm writing songs. I'm singing. I'm writing poetry, whatever it may be. Um, But when I'm depressed, I feel less expressive. And so one of the ways that kind of gets me going is by listening to music and writing. Just writing, even though, you know, it's depressing, sometimes it can help to write a really depressing poem about how you feel. (laughs) Just writing about how sad you are in this moment, about how utterly hopeless you feel. Even though it can be depressing, it can also help alleviate some of that stress because you're expressing yourself, you're letting out that emotion, and you're releasing releasing it. So you're releasing those bad feelings in order to make room for good feelings. So that is one of the ways that works for me. Writing, writing, writing is essential. And if you're not a writer, talk it out, baby. Talk it out. Record record yourself. A lot of people have a, a recording app on their phone. You can record yourself and just talk it out. You don't have to listen to it. Just talk it out. Talk it out in the car. I talk a lot to myself in the car and I just express my feelings. And that's mainly for people who don't have somebody they can confide into and uh, with they can confide with too. I don't know how to say that. So if you don't have a lot of friends, that might be a great way to get started. And Honestly, y'all, that's all I have for today. I am sorry this episode was not more planned or more organized. But if you like this kind of episode, let me know. DM me on Instagram. Let me know if you like this episode and if you like this vibe more. It's more of a chill, laid-back vibe. I had a lot of fun recording this episode today because I felt like no pressure, which was nice. A lot of times when I write all the notes out, I feel like I'm performing and I have to be perfect. But today I just felt like myself. So thank you so much for giving me this time today and for listening to me today. If you like what you heard, please follow this podcast. Please leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Um, Let me know what you think. And I am available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Bullhorn, Overcast, um, Anchor. I'm available everywhere, baby. So if you're interested, please give me a listen. And thank you so much for listening today. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow the podcast at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. Please DM me with any questions or concerns. Also, I am wanting to answer your questions on future episodes. So if you have a question for me about my journey or about mental health in general, please email me at manicstateofmindpodcast at gmail.com. I will be answering questions as soon as I receive them. And I want to make that a section, a portion in the episode. So I I might answer multiple questions depending on how many I get. I might even do a full episode of just answering your questions, which would be really fun. So if you have any questions for me about anything, let me know. I'd be happy to answer relationship questions, even though I am not great in the relationship department, but I can give good advice. I just don't take it. So anyway, if you like what you hear, please follow, please subscribe, and I will see y'all next week.